Thanks for joining us for the Hospitality Hangout, a hospitality-focused podcast where the founders of branded hospitality ventures share their insights and bring technology and innovation leaders that are making things happen in the industry we love. My name is Jimmy Frischling, otherwise known as the Finance Guy. I'd like to introduce my partner, Mr. Michael Schatzberg, also known as the Restaurant Guy. Thanks for that introduction, Jimmy. And to all those listening, feel free to call me Shatsy. Together, we are the personalities behind Branded. We work at the intersection of hospitality, food service, technology, innovation, and capital. Well, that's a mouthful. There's a lot oh, going. That's a lot going on at this place. I like it. Can't add any more things, Jimmy. Can't add any more things. All right, for the month of August, we are taking a break from our usual interview episodes and bringing you the best of season of all your favorite segments. Jimmy's Camp Brant Lake. Camp Brant Lake. Go green. Reminiscing his days at eight year old. <laughs> Sports camp, you know, for for your, your, your top tier uh, you know, sports, some of the, some the, of the sports, fans. Sports Illustrated identified uh, uh, not athletes, but people that might someday own yeah, own, say, own, own, own teams, own teams. They, uh, everybody went their own teams. Yeah, we all own teams now. That's right. <laughs> um, no, we're for the for this best of. We're bringing back uh, favorite segments. You know, some old favorites, top of the tech stack, and which came first, as well as the tried and true favorites talking back and the crystal ball moment. And of course, we can't leave out the most popular segment, according to one person only, Mr. Michael Schatzberg, the Brandon okay, Quickfire. Because yeah, Nielsen ratings doesn't, it's not true. That's right. All right. Today's episode features a best of our on the road episodes. We've been very fortunate uh, to have been able to record the podcast, the Hangout. Uh, on site at the industry's top trade show some of the most some of the, best, the year. most fun yeah. episodes on the road. Yeah, this is no e- there's no easy task. You got to send the equipment. You got to book. You got to book the guests in advance, or you got to you got to you got to rope them in. Try and find rooms. Do it. You got to try room. Out. Yeah, you know, it's not easy. Not easy. People think there's all glory. All right, but we're able to do so with the help of our wonderful friends and allies at Winsight, Ensemble IQ, The Spoon, Franchise Times. And Networld Media Group. I got to tell you, friends, we got friends in, in, in high, places. high places, high places. Without them, man, we have no podcast on the road. We have no podcast on the road. Certainly no place to do it. And speaking of trade shows, before we get started, we have a special guest host uh, joining us for the best of series uh, after he received rave reviews as a guest host during our On the Road uh, at Mertech episode. We're bringing back none other than four time guest. And now nicknamed the technology guy, our and, friend. And blue blazer uh, jacket guy. Well, yeah, he's, yeah, he's the only person with the, with the branded blue blazer. Oh, you know, you, you, probably you think Tiger Wood looks good in a green blazer? You should look how Sterling looks in a, in a, in a blue blazer. Blue. Mr. Sterling Douglas, CEO of Chally, Sterling, Sterling, <laughs> Sterling, Sterling, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, it's, we're thrilled to have you here, my friend. Now, I, I couldn't be more excited to talk about the on the road. Uh, it's where it all started. Yeah, I mean, I think I've been on almost all of them. Uh, I still have all the rope burns from when Shotzi was chasing me down. <laughs> oh, well, I got to tell you, great. It's a great segue because I, I got to tell you, there's no better person to chat about the last year on the road than you. But how many trade shows have you been to now? I mean, really, I mean, you have gone to, you're at every trade show and you've been doing it for, I don't know, seven, eight years now. So you are really the king of the trade show. I mean, as long as they have a bar nearby, I'm usually there. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like Jimmy. He's, he's the, pretty much, that's all the reason Jimmy goes to the trade show. And to pick up tchotchkes. It's like, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's the giveaways. All kidding aside, we've been thrilled to be back on the road. Uh, not only is it a wonderful opportunity to catch up with good friends like you and other portfolio uh, company CEOs and founders, 
But the insights gained at these conferences and trade shows and the events and, and the dinners and the bars and the parties and the, the connections. The that work, make. chats, the work, the work. The work. The work. Can you highlight the work, please? Late nights working. The late night working. Can you please highlight the and work? The working. The Thank you. Working the up early and yes. all day and all night working. Uh, seriously, they are priceless. And uh, it is just, uh, uh, it's unbelievable. Sterling, what can you share with your experience about being on the road at all these trade shows? Oh man, I mean that's that's how, how many have you been to? I mean, you know, how many have I been to? I I don't I don't know if I could count. I mean, I've only been going for about six years, and I think I've been to over sixty conferences. That's uh, a good so number. Let's let's uh, let's boost that up a little bit for uh, uh, for this uh, two hundred. Uh, Sterling has been to two. 150 trades. You know what? That's breaking news. And it's, and it's breaking news to Sterling. <laughs> He's broke news to it's Sterling. 60 didn't sound as exciting. Yeah. 250 trades. Six years, 60 shows. That, that sounds like a lot of shows to me. I mean, that's, well, I've had 250 in six years. Sterling, how many trade shows have you been to? Oh, you think? I think I've been to a couple hundred trade shows at this wow, point. Wow, Jimmy, um, a couple hundred. That's big news. That's, that's how I learned. I mean, I, 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 unfortunately, I didn't get a lot of the restaurant experience growing up. Uh, I know you've had guests on your show who worked in restaurants when they were nine years old. Yes, yes. yes. And so I, I had to figure out other ways that I could learn. So, you know, meeting people like you, know, you lovely folks at some of these conferences. What do you, what do you, love, what do you love best when you're on the road with these trade shows? I mean, what, what, what do you get best? What's the most get out of it. I think the single most valuable thing that I get out of uh, going to these trade shows is informing my opinion and figuring out what restaurants need. Uh, I'm very big on hunting down problems and, and trying to peel back the onion to really understand what's going on to so make sure that we provide value. And at these trade shows, almost all of Challenge products and all of our releases, features, and improvements uh, have been sparked by conversations at these conferences with the operators themselves. You know what I'm doing here, chefs? No, I'm taking a, I'm taking a, an intentional pause. That was like gold. Like what he just shared there was like, like I, I want to make sure we're framing that because I agree. I think, first of all, I think Charlie is such an ally to the industry and does identify pain points and challenges, and and that is what makes you a very special company and why your restaurant count is as high as it is. I'll say from from my perspective. Um, the conferences, besides like the overwhelming speed dating. I don't think that I asked you that question. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it was, I didn't really care what you thought. It was like, I, thought it was, I, thought it was, I thought it was implied. Yes, it is, Jimmy. Jimmy. Jimmy's just immediately like, well, you know, it's an opportunity for me to tell you, but I like it at the conferences. Nobody cares what you like, Jimmy. All right. I, I was about to say something right, very, very like, special Jimmy. about you, but now I'm going to withhold it. <laughs> Now I'm withholding. What are you going to say about me? What do you like about the conferences, Jimmy? Yeah, what do you like about the conferences, Jimmy? What I was going to say is, as a person that's entered this industry, really having spent decades in a different um, industry, that the, 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 the walking around shows with Shatz, who's been for 30 years in this industry, generous and kind, and really built a, his own little community and network. And, and, and I was going to say, it's a privilege to be like your wingman at these events and watch how the industry migrates to you. By the way, that wasn't going to be my answer, but now that you made fun of me, I pivoted yeah. to now hopefully make you feel bad about, sh- about shunning me well, with what I did want to say. But I got to tell you. It is great going to the shows with Jimmy because I got to tell you, walking into a bar by myself is no fun. <laughs> Glad I can help. All right, all right. Let's get into the best of, okay? And here are a few uh, few takeaways from the uh, from our experience with the uh, with, with with this best of. Um, tech and innovation are here to stay. 
uh, incredible be, to be back in person, connecting for the first time with clients uh, and even coworkers uh, in person. Uh, again, virtual and ghost kitchens always comes up here to stay. Uh, Off premise is still a big hot topic. I don't think that's going away anytime soon, Jimmy. And food tech and the way we eat is headed towards a new era. That's a very it's a deep comment. Listen, we we talk about that all the time, Jimmy. You know, your dad dines one way, you dine another way, uh, your, your kids dine a different way. Everyone's got a little different way, but you know what? Optionality. Optionality. Right? Optionality. Some people have preferred to eat food in the metaverse, you know, have virtual food. Uh, they're they're going to lose weight. They're going to be really healthy. I think I say so. <laughs> you you want to weigh in on some of those uh, high-level thoughts uh, or, 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 or topics that were some of the best of? Oh, I mean, I sure hope tech and innovation are here to stay. I, I don't <laughs> want to stop innovating right? in exactly. the restaurant space. All right, we're done, we're, we're, we're done with the innovation. We're finished. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to okay. stay okay. No more learning curve. Status quo. Everyone's frozen. <laughs> Uh, but no, I think I, like I think those are some of my answers. I mean, being back in person, feeling the energy, uh, seeing coworkers in time. I mean, we doubled the size of the company at Chally uh, from when the co- from when COVID started um, to about twelve months later. And so there's at one point half the company I hadn't met in person. Um, so we we definitely experienced that. I mean, virtual ghost kitchens here to stay. That's hundred percent true. They're becoming a larger and larger percentage of our restaurant base, um, and we're just trying to figure out more ways that we can help restaurants get those up and going. I like it. I like it a lot. All right. Let's kick off with our first on the road episode live from Branded Innovation Alley at the 2021 FS Tech. Our featured guests uh, were Wade Allen, SVP of and uh, SVP head of innovation at Brinker International and Derek Cantor. They got a couple of restaurants. Jim. They got a few restaurants. Those Brinker, those Brinker guys got a few restaurants. Be okay. <laughs> Chili's um, and Derek Canton. Uh, founder of Pay or Pay. Let's let them take a, uh, take over. What are you looking uh, to learn from a show like this? You're coming here. Time is our all of our most valuable commodity. You've been to a bunch of shows, right? Yeah, yeah, a lot of shows. Well, Jimmy, good question because I, we talked about. I just talked about disruption. Uh, every day I wake up and I think about how this industry is changing us and how we don't always control that change. So going to a show like FS Tech, you kind of dig in and find these organizations and these different companies that are doing stuff not the traditional way. And that's what it's all about. Who's doing something different? How do I gain inspiration? How do I look to these companies to see who can offer something to truly change our business and be disruptive? So what, so let me ask you, what kind of things are you looking for at a show like this? Can you give me like broad, you know, like 30,000. What are you, what are you thinking about? Well, so obviously technology and the, and the evolution of technology and how it constantly changes our environment. So that could be everything from loyalty opportunities to Drones, right? It seems a little okay. crazy, but drone no, drones, yeah. delivery, third-party delivery. You know, looking at kind of how do we become smarter with guest feedback and data. Um, you know, and even all the way down to like POS. What, mm-hmm. what, what's the what's the new version and future of POS? Um, and then how do you how do you do the, the blocking and tackling, right? Just the operational checking in a truck, right? I mean, pencil pencil and paper, old school oh, truck checking in. How do you get to something that's more innovative and different and makes it easier on the operation? So all of the above, right? So listen, we are super excited that you are part of Branded's Innovation Alley here at FS Tech. Tell us a little bit what it's like um, to be on the marketplace floor. I mean, there's a giant floor. I mean, you've got the biggest companies in tech surrounding us here in the middle of this. How does it feel? It feels great. I mean, first of all, I mean, you said a little, little bit, but like just to highlight it, we're literally in the middle of all the action here at FS Tech. 
Right, the biggest companies are in the space of the players. NCR is right over there. That's the, that's the big boy in the space, right? Yeah. Crazy. It's so great. I mean, we've really had some incredible conversations already. NCR is already one of our partners. And oh, there's, wow. a, there's a few others here on the floor that we were already starting to work with. Right? I see Bozo's here. I mean, Jim, 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 Next, coming up to you live from 2021, Food on Demand in Vegas with Trish Giordano, Chief Sales and Marketing Officer, Earl Enterprises. Take it away, Trish. As an operator, uh, what have you learned so far from the show? Ah, uh, so, so much. So I, the big thing is uh, relationships. Great, great individuals in, in this industry. But probably the most important thing I think right now that's going on is all of the new technology companies that have come to market. And with the industry having so many issues with staffing and supply chain, we as an organization have to figure out how do you create efficiencies for your restaurants? How do you create efficiencies for your customers? So I believe it's just all of the new companies and great products that we're seeing. That is like the most exciting part of you know, what I'm seeing so far you know, in the last couple of days. It's a solid answer. I have to say, it's also very sweet, the whole relationship thing. No yeah. one else, no one else is talking about that. They're all talking no, about, exactly. about where am I going tonight? Where am I going? Who's buying? Who's treating? Nice to see people. You know, relationships. Yeah. Trish, who or are, who are what have maybe have been uh, most excited to see or, or what's everyone talking about? Virtual kitchens. Boom. Bo. Bo. Yes, virtual Spot kitchens, on. ghost uh, kitchens, whatever you want to call them, virtual brands. Uh, so I think it's very buzz. near and dear to my heart. Mm -hmm. I agree. And you guys are way out in front of that. Love that. Love that. All right. Next up uh, in our recap uh, tour, we take you to the 2021 Restaurant Leadership Conference back in December 21, RLC, with guest, uh, guest Steve Healy, from uh, CEO of Pokeworks, and Dirk Izzo, President and GM of NCR Hospitality. Steven and, uh, and Dirk, take it away. So what's the buzz on the tech side or innovation side? What are you seeing? Yeah, I mean, it's a continuation, I think, of tech innovation, tech consolidation. I think what's happened over the last year or two in particular is some of these companies are starting to bring things together. Um, you know, everybody has the challenges of dealing with the tech stack and the MarTech stack. And mm -hmm. so I think through acquisitions or M&A and that kind of thing, a lot of companies are starting to partner up and figure out that, hey, restaurateurs don't really want to have to have like 10 different 40, vendors. 10, I was going to say 50. Yeah, to try to integrate. <laughs> so that's good to see that trend. It's good yeah. to see capital going into those kind of deals, you know, whether it's Olo or Punch or a lot of these great guys that, right. have, you know, started to partner up with uh, other tech companies. But yeah, tech's still um, top of mind, I think, for restaurant tours we're spending more than ever on tech um and still you know having the challenges of how do we pull it all together but you know digital sales are still you know driving a lot of the sales increases what's it like to be back out here at the event oh it's fantastic i mean it's, it's so great to see customers out live. do you get a bigger room to get like an upgrade because you're a title sponsor i did not because jimmy got a fire pit i got a fire so pit. you got no you got no bigger room i got a you fire got a pit but it doesn't it doesn't work Oh. You have a fire. I got a fire pit, not in my room. Outside but I would the think room. a title oh, sponsor. You get like a suite or something. No, no I didn't Nothing? say that. No. All right, all right. Uh, continue. I apologize. I was just curious. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> thanks, guys, for Wednesday. Thanks, Wednesday. Get him, get him a better room next year. Come on. All right. No, seriously. What's it like to be back at RLC? It's fantastic. As I said, it's really nice to see customers face to face. It's been so long where we've been on these video conferences, sitting behind computer screens and phone screens. It's, so it's great to actually interact with people, shake hands, fist pump. It's, uh, it's been really good. And, uh, and it's, 
you know, after two years of being away from this conference, uh, it's just great to see the stories and what's changed and how people have adapted over the last couple of years through uh, COVID and really transitioning their business from something that was full on-prem to online to now a combination of both and, and yep. really seeing people thrive. We are coming at you next live from CES. Man, that was one big show. I got to tell you, Jimmy literally was sweating walking from one end of that hall in Vegas to the other. And I had to get a, one of those golf carts. I had to play one of those golf carts. Not that different from any other kind. <laughs> no, no. This one in Vegas is, no, this one is he Jimmy. He threw his backup shirt, too? Oh, yes. That's true, that's true. Yeah. Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy had, a, he had that, that, that towel that he travels with. Oh, yeah. He had to get another towel. The Jerry, the Jerry Tarkanian. Yeah. The, <laughs> so live from CES in January of 2022, with, uh, we had Michael Wolf, founder and CEO and editor-in-chief at The Spoon. This was a special show because this was the first time that food tech was featured at CES, and it was a great honor to be a part of it. So take it away. Michael, you are the CEO, the founder, the publisher, an editor, and, and, chef. Chef, and chef at The Spoon, yeah. which I love. I read it religiously. How did it come about to finally have food tech featured at CES. I went to CES like in 2016, said, guys, you need to have food tech. And they're like, eh, we'll call you. <laughs> Don't call us, we'll call you. Right, right, that's right, it. right. And then, you know, it took a couple years, kept bugging them. And then in 2019, Impossible showed up. And no one at that point, by and large, no one had had that Impossible burger. And I can't tell you, they kind of stole the show. Every journalist lined up, had their first plant-based burger. And you had publications like CNET or whatever saying, hey, this, the product of the show was the Impossible Burger, not the Samsung television, not, right. the, not the electric toilet, all the weird stuff you get. So I got to tell you, electric toilet would be something yeah, I'd be interested yeah, in. Yeah, that, that's next. That's the next show we're going to be doing. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, and then 2021, I started talking with them. They, they came back to me. They, they said, hey, we're interested. And so we curated this little thing called the Food Tech Pavilion. We're putting a half-day conference on uh, later this afternoon. You guys are coming. Yeah, no, Jimmy, you've got three panels. You guys are giving the keynote. Three, did, you know, did you know that you're giving the keynote speech? Uh, Jimmy knows that. Okay, I know that now. Jimmy, Jimmy knows. Yeah, Jimmy prepared. knows. Oh, Jimmy, oh, Jimmy goes watch. off the cup. The guy's got yeah. speeches Excuse in his me, pocket. I'll be back in an hour. <laughs> so you got three panels: how food and cooking will change the future, the future of meat, which we talked a little yep, bit about, yep. and welcome to our food robot future. That's some really incredible. So talk to me. So how food and cooking will change the future? What's that about? You know, so when I put this smart kitchen summit together in 2015, the, the kind of the working thesis was over the next decade, like the way we cook, how we do it, how we buy food, it would all change mm -hmm. due to digital technology, automation. And and that's, it's holding true. Things are changing. Yes. Consumers are stubborn though. We don't change, we don't change willingly, but we're starting to see digital, uh, we're using voice assistance. We're shopping online. Hey, I'm br I'm bringing a bag when I go to the grocery store now. I'm bringing a bag now. I mean, you know, it took it, it took a few years for everybody, yeah. but you don't, you know, everyone shops you're, with bags now. More thoughtful. Yeah, 100. percent More thoughtful. Yeah. Chad, you've been carrying a Murse for a long time. I have now been you carrying call a that your shopping bag. You've is been that a big Murse? Yeah. Is that a, is that not a shopping bag? You're using it as one. Let's oh, it's a Murse. I like it. Do you Look, wear I a fan, does he wear a fan pack too? Absolutely. Oh, only, only, only when I travel. Only when I travel. Uh, as Chad and I have been talking about it, branded, we think the pandemic has really changed nothing and accelerated everything. Yeah. So you, you were ahead of the curve on needing to bring food tech to this event. And I got to tell you, walking around today, the Venetian, it's it's you could see it. It's present. I think we're outnumbering the sports tech. A hundred percent. And we should. We Everyone should. eats. 
Everyone doesn't need sports. Some people more than others. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is true. This is true. So you got how, how food and cooking will change the future. Um, welcome to our food robot future. What, what's that about? So you guys have seen like robots show up in front of house, back of house. You've seen them like delivering with autonomy, delivering them on the sidewalk. Yep, sure. We've even seen crazy like two-armed robots called like moly, like cooking in the consumer kitchen. And so, the flippy, the flippy, flipping burgers. Flippy, flipping burgers. So, you know, everywhere along the food value chain, robots are coming and invading. And so uh, we wanted to have guys like Clayton Wood from Picnic. We wanted to have guys uh, doing like the kind of these automated vending machines like Yokai come and tell us how they, they've been building this, right. where they are in, the, in kind of the, in their story, and just talk about how over time, next 10 years, how automation and robotics will change food. It's, it's going to keep happening, especially as labor continues to be pressure. Uh, automation is going to help reduce a lot of costs and efficiencies. Then I'm going to jump in here. I want to tee up the next show, Murtech 2022. This is the show where I join Jimmy as a guest host. This episode featured judges of the Murtech startup Alley, and we were sharing the insights from two of the judges, uh, Bill Crawford, CTO at CKE Restaurants, as well as Astrid Isaac, CTO at Blumen Brand. By the way, uh, CKE, just for all those listeners out there, uh, that's Carl's Jr., and, and Hardy's. Yeah, I mean, they got plenty of restaurants, right? Exactly. I think Bloomingbrand, how many restaurants they got? I mean, that's like, yeah, a couple. Uh, yeah, cool. I've heard of them. Great guest. So take it away, Phil and Astrid. Uh, what have your overall thoughts on Startup Alley participants? Has it been a tough choice, or are there some clear rising tech stars that you've seen? It, it's actually been really tough and challenging. Mm -hmm. We've had 17 great interviews with amazing companies all different breadths of the technology spectrum for the industry, which is awesome. And my fellow peers in judging it really has been very hard simply because we have to take our own goals and objectives <laughs> on our current day-to-day -day yeah, and sure. put them aside and kind of have a non-biased approach. But some of the stuff we've seen really is next generation, but you also can see the impact of COVID and how our industry has changed through the technology, technological evolution and really have come to the forefront some pretty cool stuff that I bet you one of these companies is going to be the next big one. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. The next big thing. The next big thing. Care to share? I believe Shots always goes, you got a breaking news. Got a breaking news. Do you have breaking news? Do we have a breaking news update? No breaking news updates right now. I'm sorry. Oh. Well, as an operator, you've looked at a bunch of startup tech companies. You've looked at other tech companies that are here at the conference. Are there any new technologies that you see that you would consider implementing at your stores? Yeah, actually, there's a couple. There's a bunch of big stuff from machine learning, mm -hmm. AI learning, um, a lot of different data analytics stuff that mm -hmm. large companies like myself that have large enterprises that are really invested in really can kind of push the needle farther to the right. In my industry, in the QSR, there's a lot of big uptick regarding our labor you know, constraints, sure, inflation, sure. and so forth. And some of these new technologies that are coming out are startups. You wouldn't think they were startups because they have a lot of good ingenious ideas behind them mm -hmm. with a lot of backing. Mm -hmm. which kind of gives it that forefront kind of like, are you really a startup? Or do you have a mask on right now? You're fooling me. When you're when you're a company starting up, that's the biggest compliment you can get. When you only have eight guys that are working there and someone says, oh, you must be a big company. Yeah, a yeah. lot of people. That's, that's always the goal. That's great to hear. It's good. Astrid Isaacs, CTO of Blooming Brands and Startup Alley Judge. Uh, Astrid, your first time on the podcast and welcome to the show. Uh, as an operator, um, what have you learned uh, so far from the uh, from the Startup Alley participants? You've got some smart, amazing people who've found solutions for like real life problems. Um, and so that's really the best part of it. 
I love it. No, I, I, I agree. We, I've long told these, some of the conference organizers at Startup Alley shouldn't be sitting out by the loading docks mm-hmm. um, because it's such an interesting part. I find the, a lot of the attendants, uh, the attendees, I should say, are really eager to see what's coming down the pike. And I think Mertech um, and our judges have done an amazing job um, curating and, and selecting and now going through it. Um, who or what have you been most excited to see? What's everybody talking about? Am I tipping my hat? Don't tip. No No tipping. No tipping. (laughs) A little bit, though. Just a little bit. (laughs) Um, You know, you've had 17 startup groups, right, who've all found solutions, innovative solutions for the restaurant industry. Um, Each one very different, but solving problems. And and so not tipping higher. I mean, it's been great to see. Um, You know, I think... We're in a world now that has changed because of the pandemic. And so mm-hmm. having, having solutions that solve and drive efficiency is, is critical. Next up, we're taking you live from RFIS, the Restaurant Fright Franchise and Innovation Summit. Jimmy's April, thinking fried chicken. Yep. April 2022 from Nash, Vegas. I mean, Nashville. Okay. We had guests. Uh, uh, oh, we had royalty. Uh, yeah, yeah, literal literally, literally hospitality royalty, Laura Ray Dickey of Dickey's Barbecue and Josh Halpern, CEO of Big Chicken and Beer Park. Laura and Josh, take it away. Let's get right into it with our first guest today, Laura Dickey, CEO of Dickey's Barbecue Pit. This is an honor and a privilege. We've met a number of your colleagues over the years, but now we get to uh, work with the CEO. So let's jump right into it. Uh, Laura, what is it like to be back at RFIS? It is great. Thanks, y'all, so much for having me. It is wonderful to be here. It's wonderful to be in Nashville. That is part of barbecue country, so I feel right at home. But the show is great. I mean, it is one of my favorite shows. You have so much good technology. You have so many great folks that are really focused on the innovation. I think that's what makes the show exciting because everybody comes to talk about what they're doing and what they have planned. And that's always just a really fun, exciting thing to see. It is. It is. I got to tell you, we are at the Grand Hyatt Nashville. I got to tell you, Jimmy, I don't know if this is a new hotel or not, but I got to tell you, it is set up well for a conference. They got plugs everywhere. They got USBs a everywhere. Areas. A lot of seating yeah. areas. Really great. So, so let me tell you, Laura, you were a presenter today. I was. You were a presenter on the morning panel, um, data drivers' decisions: how to queue up data to drive marketing decisions. Can you share a couple of uh, take homes from your discussion for those who couldn't make it? Absolutely. Hopefully almost everything that everybody's doing in the restaurant is now driven by data. And as y'all know so much about the restaurant industry, you have more data, more software, more innovation. I mean, it's just compounded and compounded and compounded that you have as much technology in a restaurant now as you do food, right? It's, it's, and, I gotta tell you, it's incredible. And it is, you are right. it's what the folks expect, but that really does nothing for you. All of that software, all that disparate information if you can't pull it in one place, one central, simple data platform that is easy to access, that's the same across the organization, that you've pulled out all the noise from all your different data sets, all your different third-party vendors, all right. your different marketing, all your different ad spend, your POS, you've got to be able to pull it in, clean the data, and present it back in a way that is simple and actionable. If you can do that with your data, 
then you're not drowning in that data lake. You could really use that data to drive the business forward. So let's talk about Dickies. How many stores does Dickies have these days? We have over 550 barbecue restaurants. Is that breaking news, Jimmy? 550 Dickies barbecues? I think we knew that, but okay, it's not breaking news. We knew that. We knew that a lot. A lot of barbecue. A lot of barbecue. barbecue. So you have 550 Dickies barbecues. Give us a little sense of what kind of tech are you using to bring in all this data? What are you doing? How are you doing it? So we built our own platform. We did that 10 years ago. So we have Smokestack, um, appropriately named. Appropriate name, yes. And it really is what we call our barbecue operations service center. It pulls all the data in from all those different pieces and parts. Now, if I wasn't doing it in-house, if we hadn't built that ourselves, I would use somebody like Pod, for example, um, or uh, now, part of the POS company. Yes. Some people, people could be. I know Par, but the, our listeners might not know Par. We have four listeners. listeners. We have four yeah. listeners now. We have more than four now. Have four, five <laughs> listeners. Well, not including us. Yeah. Eight, including us. Eight. And I say that with great respect because we we build all our own technology. We have a, an in-house technology company, Spark Tech, that we started with data. We Is have that breaking own, news? You know, it, I, hopefully in the restaurant. <laughs> 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 but, uh, but we build it all ourselves. We pull it in all ourselves. We have our own POS, our own loyalty. We do all that. But if I wasn't doing it in-house, I would look for a partner like that. Like Par Brink. Yes. Good people be. over there. Good they people. are definitely a, a top top line point of sale. And especially if you're, if you're growing leaps and bounds like you guys are, that's definitely the way to go. Josh, great to have you here. We appreciate what you're doing. You were a presenter this morning on the topic, five pain points and four wins, driving a guest-centric experience with your partners. For any operator who couldn't make it out to the show, can you share one or two takeaways from the discussion? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty easy, right? We all need to be working together to mitigate each other's pain points. And when I ran on-premise for Anheuser-Busch, we learned there's five pain points, right? Driving traffic, driving check size, being innovative, having well-engaged staff, and a capable supply chain, right? So if we work together to mitigate those pain points as an entire community, to make sure the guest has a great experience, franchisees are profitable, suppliers have what they need, we should be able to win as franchisors. And if we're driving five pain points against four wins every day, things, beautiful things could happen fast. By the way, that was like a, one of the best examples of the KISS theory, you know, keep it simple, Shatsy. I do know that. I love it. Banged out very clearly. That's what you need to do. As an operator, um, anything you've learned, anything you've picked up in the show you think was interesting thus far? You know, I I think, well, a couple of things. You know, when uh, the guy from PAR spoke this morning about vendor spaghetti with the tech stack, never really thought about it like that before. But it's true, right? Like you need to make decisions on purpose, not just because they're cool, but because it's going to be practical. That was a pretty interesting, uh, that was probably the most interesting insight I've heard. I kind of think there's like nice to have and must haves. That's right. You That's know, right. you got to decide. Some things are really cool. That'd be nice to have. And then got to the must haves. Yeah. And if you want to throw one or two cool things as a, uh, hey, I'm going to just prioritize it just because it's cool. That makes sense. But you got to focus on the must haves first. All right. We're going to close out our on the road uh, recap tour with our live episode from Food on Demand, May 2022. This was also our first, but not our last, all-female podcast lineup. Uh, it, was, it really was a great episode. Here with our guest, Alyssa Abraham, Digital Innovation Lead at Cargill, April Rogers, Director of Off-Premise and Guest Relations at Ruby Tuesday, I uh, had to say. And if I can share one note about my conversation with April, uh, which didn't make the cut, is that she's finally shared with me the meaning of the Southern phrase, 
Bless your heart. You it's just a family that? podcast, Jimmy. Family podcast. Bless your heart. I got to tell you, I'm going to be this native New Yorker is going to be using that till the day, as long as I'm above ground. I'm using the bless your heart every chance I get. All right, take it away, guys. Alyssa Abraham is with us from a little known company called Cargill. Cargill. I don't know if I can say this on the air or not. I don't know if this is public or private information. About a $150 billion uh, privately held company. I'm putting my pinky up to my lips. So I mean, a $150 so billion dollar privately held company. Digital innovation at Cargill. Yeah. Right. So really excited to jump into it uh, and, and talk to Alyssa about it. Raise our game. We've got to raise the game, Chancey. we got a big one. All right, so take it away, Jim. Well, let's just jump into it. All right, listen, thank you so much for joining us uh, on the podcast live at Food on Demand. You've been, you've been, uh, we're a day and so into the event. You've been walking the floor. What's the buzz uh, out on the show at the Expo Hall? Is there any new tech or restaurant concepts you're excited about? So I think the first thing is it's awesome to hear the energy from everyone that's coming in from across the food ecosystem is great. So that makes me really proud to be part Wait, of it. Is this your event. first time in Vegas or first time in Food on Demand or both? First time at Food on Demand. Okay. Second time in Vegas. So I feel like I'm still in New York. When were you in Vegas last? Like eight years ago. Okay. So it's a whole new Has world. it changed a little bit? A little bit. It's still similar, but I don't know. <laughs> Long time listener, first time guest of the yeah, podcast. No, it's, it's Vegas is buzzing right it now. It is. Yeah. So that's just what's awesome to see. It's coming from Cargill being a supplier, but we have the startups, we have customers, um, everyone across the whole ecosystem coming together. I think it's just awesome to see the energy for that. And then from the floor, what's been fun for me to see is interacting with the different startups that are, I'm hearing more about the problems they're solving versus tech forward, which again, excites me from an operator mindset from there. Any key takeaways from panels yeah. you may have taken or things you've heard yeah. about the show so far? So I think the two ones that are good for me is it's it's always great getting hearing from operators. So yesterday hearing from Chipotle, this morning hearing from the big brands. And I think we all know that we've been through so much change and there's so much been happening in digital, but what I'm hearing more about is focus and problem first. Um, like so, yeah. so it's good. It's hearing them really refreshing and thinking of, Hey, we're not just going to push technology to push technology. Let's again, figure out what we're doing to make the guest experience better, make the employee experience better and drive that forward. Um, so that's been fun to hear. April Rogers. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the show. Hello. As an operator, what tech and food on demand innovations are you most excited about right now? Um, for me, it's the virtual brands. I love the uh, the impact they're having on restaurants, especially restaurants with some additional kitchen capacity. Um, and just the fact that everybody's kind of going out and doing some different things and really thinking outside the box. It's very new, very fresh. I agree. I mean, that is, that is big buzz. Big buzz. You see, April said can excess kitchen capacity. I That's love key. that. That's that is how key. we like it, too. Excess capacity. Of all the, uh, listen, there's a lot of panels going on. I mean, they start at like 7 in the morning and go to 7 at night. There's a lot of really great I can't speakers. believe how many panels you can you attend, Jeff. I mean, Jimmy, that I can attend all these panels. Sometimes there's multiple panels going on, so I can't be at one. And that's why people say, were you there? I'm like, oh, it's the other one. And the people that ask me where I am, and I said, oh, I was at that one. You know, but anyway, all the incredible panels and conversations. What has been your favorite panel so far? Uh, for me, it was the data panel um, on day See, one. I thought you were going to say the podcast that you're doing was really your favorite thing. But I'm sorry. I'm you didn't sorry. ask favorite thing. You asked favorite panel. I did. That's true. You could have said, what's your, been your favorite moment? And then she would have said, that <laughs> panel. <laughs> yeah, she said, <laughs> it was so podcast. This is quite exciting. Yeah, this is fun. Favorite panel so far. The data. So I love the numbers. I love seeing, like, when, when are people going to come back to work? Part of my roles and responsibilities is catering as well. It's mm -hmm. third party. 
So I love to see when are people going to be going back into the office? When are people going to be um, catering again? What is new for third party? How are people spending their money? And then what are they spending it on? So that is my favorite part. Thank you, Sterling, for being an excellent co-host once again and sharing your insights. We appreciate you, our brother, our friend, and our partner, and everything you and Shally are doing for this industry. Thanks, Jimmy. Bless your heart. (laughs) (laughs) To our listeners, we want to thank you so much for tuning in with us. We know there are literally hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, uh, and the fact you choose to hang out with us. After um, they listen to this one, they'll probably never listen again. Uh, we, our, the, the guest count keeps growing. Their members, they, they, they keep coming. They keep coming. 16,000 subscribers. We hope you enjoyed this special best of episode, and we hope you continue to tune into all of them. Um, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to our podcast. You don't miss out on any of the exciting guests we have coming up in the future. Better yet, invite a friend to hang out with us the next time. So until then, I'm going around the horn. You got Jimmy Frishing, your finance guy, signing off and passing it to Mr. Schatzberg. This is Shatsy, a.k.a. Restaurant Guy. Cheers, everybody. And this is Sterling Douglas, the technology guy. Thanks for joining. Cheers. Mm-hmm.